T-Mobile has invested billions to light up America's largest 5G network from big cities to small towns, including right here in yours. And great coverage is just the beginning. Right now, families and small businesses can save up to 20% versus AT&T and Verizon when they switch. Visit your local T-Mobile store today. Plan savings with three lines of T-Mobile essentials versus comparable available plans. Plan features and taxes and fees may vary. We get it. Attention spans just aren't what they used to be. Heads in social media and eyes on Netflix. But what do people do with their ears? Well, for one... They're listening to audio. Americans spend 4.4 hours with audio every day. Oh, and you want the proof? Well, you just sat through this ad that's now approaching 30 seconds. What could you say to a potential customer in 30 seconds? Let Odyssey put together a media plan tailor-made for your unique marketing needs. Advertise with Odyssey. Visit ads.odyssey.com. Sabres Live is presented by Seneca Resorts and Casinos. Nothing else comes close. Welcome back. It's hour two for us on this, which is day two of the draft, rounds two through seven. They're actually just about to start round five. The Sabres have added four players to the fold already. Anton Wahlberg, Maxim Sturback, Gavin McCarthy, and Ethan Miedema. But we are adding, Marty, to our arsenal of guests and content additions in the form of James Finch from AFP Analytics because you know what? It's contract season. So it's one thing for us to sit here and project yes. what a player might make either in the days before unrestricted free agency or certainly on and after July 1st. James Finch, welcome to the show. How are you? I'm good, guys. Thank you for having me. Give us a little background on James Finch and AFP Analytics and what you're getting into with projections for contracts for hundreds, if not thousands, of potential NHL players. Yeah, so uh, to I'll start with a, beep, a brief background on uh, AFP analytics. So it actually stems from what is AFP tax. Uh, that was created by Alan Pogreshevsky, um, and it's essentially a tax business that helps out professional athletes but really anyone that works in the sport business, uh, taxes can be a bit tough to deal with, uh, needing to pay in different uh, states. So we branched off slightly, did AFP analytics, and um, we're getting into the contract business of trying to project out what could certain players get on the open market. Um, and, we really try and dive deep here and there sometimes with specific players and do more of a thorough analysis. But for the past half decade, we've been able to have a pretty solid list of uh, all the free agents uh, each offseason. Now, because you guys started and are rooted into income taxes with professional athletes, when you do your projections, do you take in consideration all that is you know, New York State versus Florida versus Tennessee versus California. Um, it, it Does it matter that much when it comes down to the numbers at the end as much as people like to think? So I would say from a projection perspective, uh, if we're looking at an, an extension for a player, maybe it could. Um, but when we're projecting for the open market to factor in uh, a different tax rate for all 32 teams 
Um, that would be a little much and a little bit unpredictable as well. So that tends to stay out of our projections for the free agents. Well, Marty, I know you wanted to go in this direction. Rasmus Dahlin yes. is the uh, feature talking point as we hit July 1st, which is the earliest opportunity that the Sabres can announce an extension for the first overall pick in 2018, who's now proven himself to be emerging as one of the top defensemen in the game. What are we looking at, James, as far as uh, Dahlin, term and dollars? All right, so our projection that we put out for Darlene, um, this was a few weeks ago. It originally came in at seven years, nine million. Now, the way we do our projections, um, we essentially make a market basket, if you will, of comparable players and then their contracts. So what ended up happening with Darlene is uh, this projection, which – uh, would end up being 10.39% of the salary cap when signed. It would put him just under players like Adam Fox and Cal McCarr. It would put him over players like Miro Heiskanen, uh, Thomas Shabbat, Victor Hedman back when he signed his deal with the Lightning. Um, and that, that's a cap hit percentage. Um, I think he'll get a little bit higher than this. There's been some different reports that we could be looking at more 10 million. And I, I want to be very fair and say because of the comparables like an Adam Fox, a Cal McCarr, he's worth that. No, and, and he's absolutely worth that. Now, I should let people know that all your uh, predi- well projections are all available. Like you tweeted about it. So, at J underscore Finchy one, and we will uh, tweet out your uh, Twitter handle from our Sabres Live account as well. But people can go in and look at them and compare because not only are you guys uh, very open with, okay, this is our projection and this is what the actual player got. Now, I, I know you mentioned Dalene, seven years, nine million. On average, it was your projection. It could be more than that. Uh, before we move on to Owen Power, I want to know, have you seen that the numbers have been going over your projection, the same or under so far in contracts that have been signed? So it's kind of a little of both. It, it, it comes with uh, just this process. Um, to give a couple examples, uh, Damon Severson, his contract, we pretty much nailed it as far as the AAV, the average annual value. Um, he ended up getting two extra years than we were projecting for him. I think that might have been just based off the situation of the sign-in trade. A little bit of leverage was probably used to say, hey, we want that full max term. Um, so flip side, Gavrikov, Vladislav Gavrikov ends up signing with the Kings he went with a shorter deal than we projected, but he got more money than we were projecting as well. Um, so sometimes it's a little higher. Uh, sometimes we're a little lower. What we really look at, and it's most important to look at this at the end of the offseason, we do a calculation. It's the mean absolute error, and it'll give us a number that set essentially says if – a contract is more than, let's say, $300,000 off if that number is 300000 
if the contract's more than that, it's a little bit of an outlier from the overall uh, market. If it's less, then it's within what we would expect for that player to receive. Okay, so what about Owen Power? Because I know that in your projection, if you go to the extension candidates tab, you, you guys also put short-term or long-term projection, yeah. right? If it is a bridge, a three-year deal, or if it is a seven-year deal. What can we expect when it comes to Owen Power and his extension that could happen at any moment after July 1 or throughout the season? Yeah, so some of the RFAs, depending on the need for a possible bridge deal, we, we try to do a short-term uh, projection as well as the long-term. What I would say, and I think it seems like the Sabres may have realized this with Darlene, is when you do that short-term bridge, he's up for a new contract much sooner, and that amount of money is going to skyrocket. So I would expect them to try and go long-term with Owen Power. Um, our long-term projection is a seven-year deal at just over $6.5 million. Um, what's tough is when you have a young player like this, and it's an extension, he doesn't have to get this done now. So because of that, they can sometimes hold out for a little bit more money. Um, but he should fall into that um, seven, maybe even eight years, the full term, and in that six and a half to seven million dollar range, I, I would think. If I said that six and a half million dollar would be a bargain for Owen Power, would I be like out of whack here? Um, do you remember the Bandits parade up to the ballpark recently? Yes. I would re-envision that, but with everybody cartwheeling at the okay, same time. Okay, yeah, absolutely. If you got Owen Power for eight years at six and a half and maybe Darlene for eight years at ten and Samuelson for eight years at four and change yeah. uh, and possibly another defenseman, I can't do a cartwheel, James, but I will be leading the way up uh, you know, Main Street or Washington Street from the arena to the ballpark in Buffalo. You know the area well. You're located in Rochester, so uh, I'll be leading the way with the cartwheels, and I'll yeah. thank you for your projections leading it that way. How about that? Absolutely. <laughs> James, what's the more what's an intriguing name for you as we approach July 1st? Because you're not only looking at teams doing extensions unrestricted, but unrestricted guys. Like, uh, do you get excited wondering what a veteran, like, Three-time Cup winner Pat Kane's going to get. Um, do you, are you looking at younger UFAs that that have the potential to hit the home run for the first time? Where's your interest? So when looking at this free agent class, it's kind of missing that top star name. There's no Johnny Goudreau this year. Um, so that kind of leads me to look at where can we find some good value. Uh, I like the UFA forward market, not right at the top where you might find your Patrick Canes and uh, Ryan O'Reilly. I go down a little bit more, try and look at the second line, third line type forwards. And there, there's two guys that jump out to me based off our projections. So uh, Pierre Engvall, a very, very good defensive forward. Um and that's not to say the offensive ability isn't there with him. He, there's enough there that you'd be happy giving him, say, a four-year, roughly $4.1 million contract uh, per year. That That's our projection for him. Um, and then a 
somewhat similar player, but I think people don't really realize this with him. Tomas Tatar for New Jersey. Well, needs a new contract, so it might not be with New Jersey. We've got him three years at about When we look at the numbers, we try and use some of the more common uh, box score, box sheet stats like goals and assists, but we also dive in and make sure we're looking at some of those more uh, underlying analytical numbers, the courses, the expected goals. Tomas Tatar is amazing when you look at those type of numbers. And so I, I would say those two guys are really where my focus is, try and find that middle six forward who can probably outperform his contract. Could the Sabres be finding some value in a right defenseman, top four defenseman maybe, and I'm thinking of a guy like Matt Dumba. Uh, Where would the value be at a player like Dumba maybe as a free agent on July 1? Yeah, so our contract projection for Dumba comes in three years uh, at about $4.4 million. Um, if he was a free agent, let's say, two years ago, he'd probably be looking at a much bigger deal. Um, I believe he's had a shoulder injury that has seemed to uh, affect his offensive play a little bit. Um, he's still a solid right shot defenseman and probably could be a good number four, let's say next to Owen Power. Um, but I don't know if that's quite where I would go um, if I'm the Sabres at the okay. three years 4.4. Uh, Ryan Graves, you have his numbers handy? Oh, yeah, that's been a, a, a Sabres live favorite here with Duffer and I. Ryan Graves. We loved him in Colorado, and then they had to move him. Loved him in New Jersey. Um, it fit right in, in my opinion, James. Give us something good here. So based off our projections, we're going to be looking at something around five years, 5.1 million. Um, looking out long term, I think that's something the Sabres would be able to make work. I think as you creep up to players who are looking at the $6 million and up range, that's where they might say, eh, we don't want to pay that for our fourth defenseman. But uh, R- Ryan Graves, I right. think, would be a very solid defensive presence to really let the more offensive guys shine. Yeah. James, thank you so much for the insight today. As you know, the draft is ongoing. We've got to get everybody up to date on the Sabres' latest picks and the developments there. We look forward to checking in with you once free agency uh, really ramps up in July and, uh, and moving forward. Thank so much for the time. Absolutely. Thank you guys for having me. There's James Finch from AFP Analytics. And again, Marty said we'll uh, definitely get his contact info out there as far as where you can see his work and projections at this critical time of year from a team-building standpoint. And I think the last one with Graves is the term length, that is, might be a little rich at this point in time. Like you don't, I, I don't think you'd need to go that long with somebody to come into the four spot, but we will see. But He's you, 28, so he it's is. not too bad. He's, but – what we're talking about right now is the latest Sabres pick. I know. I'm Marty, we finally that. have a goalie for you in the form of a fifth-round selection, and that is Scott Ratzleff out of the Seattle Thunderbirds, who, of course, were 
WHL champions and Memorial Cup participants, and Ratzlaff had a nice year, statistically speaking, and now just adds one more to the mix. Well, there's a song that says, all I do is win, 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 no matter what. This guy in the WHL, all he's done is win. He was 25-8 and eight this year mm-hmm. with Seattle. The year prior, he was 17-2-1. and one. I mean, with Seattle, uh, he's posted amazing number. Yes, Seattle was a fantastic team, but uh, you're only a good team if you do have a good goaltender, and obviously at a younger age, he's been able to be proven to win games. Um, I did not think the Sabres were going to pick a goaltender early in this draft. And I'm saying early, like round five um, is not really early, but there was a run of goalies in the second round and mm-hmm. early third round that I'm thinking, okay, the Sabres will stay away from that, um, which they did not. And, and Kevin Adams talked about that, saying, oh, you know what? I'm not saying picking a goalie every draft is the way to go, but I'm not saying not picking a goalie every draft is the way to go as well. We, we'll see how it goes. Um, so to me, this uh, was a, uh, uh, obviously a goaltender that mm-hmm. maybe was a little lower on the list, but they really liked how he is a winner, mm-hmm. and that's important. Winning games as a goalie is it's not a, well, it is a team stat, but it is a, a massive goalie stat as well. Can you win games? Okay. We will hopefully hear from the latest selection momentarily, but we do want to go back to the one prior, and that was big winger Ethan Miedema, who met the media a short time ago. How does it feel to be a member of the Buffalo Sabres? Unreal. Um, I don't even know what to say, like put it into words. Um, you know, I had a good interview with uh, Buffalo at the Combine, and um, yeah, I'm so excited. I, I got no words. What was the reaction when you did hear your name called? Um just so exciting like i'm really you know it's um they've already been so welcoming uh, i'm so excited to uh you know join the organization and um you know hopefully be down there soon to um you know meet everyone else and um yeah again just super excited said it was a good interview did anything in particular stand out that made made it memorable for you um i don't think anything specific um i think just overall um you know answered well with questions and um um you know i think i walked out of there feeling, you know, fairly well with uh, how it went. What's the vibe you get? How much Sabres have you watched? And what's, what's your feeling when you see some of the highlights or you watch the games? Yeah, um, Buffalo's only, uh, you know, three hours from my actual home. So it's one of the closest teams in, uh, you know, the NHL. So um, that's something that's pretty cool, just being close to home. And, um, yeah, I'm just, again, so excited and um, can't wait to get down there. Um... I think one, actually, yep, a um, long time ago, maybe 2015, so, yeah. Who would you model your game, who do you model your game after? Yeah, I like to say um, Val Nachushkin from Colorado, um, you know, he's a big body winger and um, plays well and uh, has a strong physical presence as well, and, um, you know, you see him in the playoffs even with Landis Gug being hurt, he's out playing with McKinnon and Rantanen sometimes, and um, just a player that can play in, you know, a lot of different situations. Play the physical game more, or you like to press press the offense? I think both. Um, I think I'm diverse in that way, being six foot four, that I kind of have both of those um, different aspects and skills. So, um, you know, a mix of both. Yeah, um, was definitely um, kind of a shock. I uh, wasn't um, expecting anything, um, but at the end of the day, I'm. Now Frontenac, and um, you know it's an hour and a half away from home. So kind of everything's um, you know Kingston's hour and a half, Buffalo's three hours. So 
Um, it's nice, you know, I can see my family a lot more versus um, not way across the country. It's right there. And, um, yeah, but the trade was, um, you know, unexpected, but um, I'm, you know, it's going to work out, and I'm so excited for the next few years in Kingston. What's it been like playing, you know, playing in Windsor and then going to Kingston? How's that helped your development? Yeah, definitely different. Um, different systems, different coaching styles, um, different teammates. Um, obviously, Windsor was, um, you know, a one seed, and um, Kingston, we were so close to making playoffs, so a little different in that aspect, but um, Kingston's a team that's on the come up, and, um, you know, I've said this in other interviews that, um, you know, we're going to make a big push in this league in the next few years, and, um, you know, we're building up for the next two years, so I think just following along and here's Corey Cooper here the GM so um, yeah just so excited yeah I was pretty lucky um, that I was able to play in the OHL as a 16 year old to kind of gain some experience and even um, being with guys like Matt Maggio or Wyatt Johnson Will Cooley in my rookie year um, guys that can just kind of you know help me throughout that rookie year and then um, just kind of showing me the ways it sounds cliche where you watch guys kind of um, go along and say like oh they do lots of work after but you truly do watch and see what they kind of invest and put into themselves and that's why they're you know signed players and going to play in the NHL one day. Ethan you're uh, a lot of young talent. Yeah yes for sure. You're a you're a skilled player but you play a little aggressive and kind of edgy is the aggressiveness and edginess something you want to kind of rain down or ramp up? I think I think it's a bit of both um, I think I have both aspects um, kind of like um, you know, Joe said, so I think it's just having um, both aspects of, you know, being skilled, but also playing that power forward game and um, having both aspects of it. Do you feel like you're really getting a comfort late in the regular season, you know, once you were settled in and kind of got used to maybe a different system, different yeah. linemates and whatnot? For sure. Um, that was, that's exactly it. It took a little longer from going from um, Windsor to Kingston, but um, again, so happy to be in Kingston and, um, you know, it's working out and I know these next two years are going to be great. Um, I think I just found my rhythm, um, obviously a little later than I would have wanted to. I wish that, um, you know, we had more regular season games or was able to make the playoffs and, you know, push for um, some wins in the playoffs. But at the end of the day, um, you know, we didn't make it and we're looking forward to next year as a group. And like I already said, we're going to make a big push in the next two years. Um, no. Um, pretty new, but also it's not like I'm going um, way across the country. Like I said, it's three hours from home. So um, just obviously meeting the guys at the combine, and it's pretty lucky seeing the rink at the combine and seeing the room. It's um, it's pretty, it's really nice. Um, so yeah, super excited. Yeah, he's a he's a player. Um, just remembering him from top prospect game, um, you know, U17 events, any other um, you know Canadian events. So yeah, he's. Um, He's a really good player, and uh, yeah, I have a lot to say about him. What do you like about him? I mean, he finished, I think, top five in scoring in the WHL as an 05, so um, that first is something to say, and um, you take along, you've been picked before that, Savoy's teammate years before, and um, other previous guys that, you know, again, a young team that's on the come up as well. 
There's winger Ethan Miedema out of the Ontario Hockey League, and he was taken 109th. Buffalo's been uh, adding to it, and Marty, this might be a quick enough pace that we could have the last pick in right when this show is winding down today. There's only about 50 to go, and uh, the Sabres have two remaining at 173 and 205. But regardless, we will talk more about the latest selection, which was a netminder in Scott Ratzleff out of the uh, Western Hockey League champion Seattle Thunderbirds. His sound and discussion about his game straight ahead here on Sabres Live from the Draft in Nashville. Call from mom. Answer it. Call silenced. Instacart knows nothing gets between you and the game. That's why they make ordering from your couch easy. Stock up today and get all your groceries for the week delivered in as fast as 30 minutes without missing a minute of the game. You have 47 new voicemails. Download the app to get free delivery on your first three orders while supplies last. Minimum $10 per order. Additional terms apply. We really need new phones. T-Mobile will cover the cost of four amazing new iPhone 15s. And each line is only $25 a month. New iPhone 15s? It's better over here. Only at T-Mobile get four iPhone 15s on us and four lines for $25 per line per month with eligible trade-in when you switch. Minimum of four lines for $25 per line per month with auto-pay discount using debit or bank account. $5 more per line without auto-pay, plus taxes and fees. Phone fee at 24 monthly bill credits for all well qualified customers. Contact us before canceling accounts to continue bill credits or credit stop and balance on required finance agreement due. $35 per line connection charge applies. Ctmobile.com. After the end of a good fight, you deserve an ice-cold reward. Medela is the mark of a fighter. You've earned this rich golden lager with a crisp, refreshing taste. Because you know, the bigger the fight, the better the reward. You put in the hours, the energy, the tough labor. You are a fighter. And Medela is your reward. Medela, the mark of a fighter. Drink responsibly. Beer imported by Crown Port, Chicago, Illinois. We're back with more of Sabres Live. Presented by Seneca Resorts and Casinos. Nothing else comes close. NHL draft is uh, rolling right along. I was kind of ambitious there before the break. There's no chance it's done before we get off at the top of the hour. But uh, the Sabres do have two picks remaining at 173 and 205. And the latest is a netminder who didn't get the chance to play it out in the playoffs for eventual Western Hockey League champion Seattle. But he was pretty much even time throughout the course of the regular season. His WHL numbers now career-wise are spectacular and Scott Ratzlaff likely has a very, very big opportunity ahead of him, even though the team is likely not to quite resemble moving forward what it did this year to get to the Memorial Cup. Which would be a great opportunity for him to establish himself as a guy that's willing to take on a challenge. So, Mm -hmm. obviously, Scott Ratzlaff is going to be the starting netminder in Seattle next year. He split time with Thomas Hillitz last year in Seattle. Hillitz was actually, uh, Milich, I should say, was actually one of the goalies at the World Juniors for Team Canada. Mm -hmm. So, has had already established himself as a Winnipeg Jets fifth-round pick last year. He went 151, so now Ratzlaff uh, beats him by 10 spots. Mm-hmm. Uh, but, look, this is one of those where you got to do your homework, that everybody's looking at, well, who's the number one in the WHL? Who's the number one in the OHL or in the Q? Who's the number one in the USHL? Uh, you know, who's in Europe? But at times, you can definitely find really, really talented goaltenders that – are split in times, mm-hmm. and they're just waiting. But you got to do your homework from the tape that I've watched 
on Scott Ratzloff and, uh, you know, some of the things you read. Very athletic, moves incredibly well, very quick. Uh, he's got great size, so it all great comes size. together. Wait a minute, wait a minute. I think he's Levi's size. Six feet. Levi's size? Well, he doesn't look it on tape. There you go. And you talk about that often. I, I talk about it often as how, how do you look at net now? I I just was re-watching some of the tape. Obviously, you know, it's been all over social media, and I'm like, guy looks pretty big in that. Mm. I didn't even look at his uh, bio uh, to see how, how big or how tall he was because, for me, it's about the look. So um, moves well, and um, I think it'll be interesting to see where his development goes next year. But I like that you're on top of things like that, Duffer. Oh, I wouldn't go that far. But I would say you this. Are, if, you you're, if you're going to talk about Milic's, uh, you know, national team opportunity, it's impossible not to mention with Ratzlaff what he did at the Holinka tournament with Canada, and that was play four games and have a goals against of well under one. In fact, yes. just half a goal per game in winning all four of the tilts to claim gold medal. So these are, again... Are, are we talking about a Canadian team that typically wins the Helenka? Yes, but winners win, as you say. So, you know, you find a way and you get in this position and, and you move forward with uh, a team that now has the pedigree of being a Western Hockey League champion. And, and those, are, those tournaments are important because you're playing with the age group that yes, you're in. Yes. So they get to evaluate you against your age groups, against your draft-eligible players. Well, and when you go 4-0 and and you give up uh, – Two goals in four games. Yeah. That's, that's pretty good. Yeah, it's pretty great. Here's Scott Ratzlaff, who was selected by Buffalo at number 141. Prince, what was your thought when you heard your name called? Uh, I think it's just an unreal experience. It's awesome, and, you know, you, you get the nerves through, and, you know, just to hear your name called, it's something that you'll only experience once in a lifetime. So I think it's just awesome. Yeah, I think just, you know, a big role model of mine is Thomas Millick. I think he guided the way a lot, and I think throughout the season, you just got to earn everything you get. So, you know, making the most of my chances when I get them. So, just making the most of what I have and earn everything. The dynamic, what's it like just kind of competing against each other in practices and games? Um, I'm sure there's a healthy sort of competition. Yeah, it's awesome. Like, I could give a lot to him and I think every day it was just competition back and forth whether that was the drills whether that was a three on three at the end of the practice or a bag skate even it was always there beside you to push you and I think we could both agree that it made us better in our each own ways so you won a WHL championship with the Thunderbirds this year how much did that experience really help you out in your development yeah it was awesome and just you know coming so close last year losing in the finals and then winning it all this year it's just an awesome uh feeling and to go through it with those guys and it's just awesome and learning a lot from it too like with Millick learning how to handle those pressure situations like that so just being in those scenarios and learning how to handle it. You think about the staff, the organization, how have they helped you along? Oh it's been awesome I think just the development is always there each and every player is you know focused on one-on-one -on -one to their needs so I think just that development and the coaching staff has just been unreal. When you're a goalie and you're dealing with Savoy and Benson all the times you played Winnipeg. What was it like dealing with the two of them? Yeah, I think it's just a dynamic deal. They're both awesome. They can both shoot and score from anywhere and make plays. So I think it, it makes you better, and you just got to always be ready, always be on your toes, and because they can create a lot. So just be ready for everything. How tough is that when it's two of them? It's not just one guy you're really focused in on. You've got to deal with one pass into the other. Yeah, like I mentioned, just the duo there. you got to be aware of when they're on the ice and where they are. So just knowing that they can both create and score from anywhere, just being ready. Scott, Thomas Millich just got drafted by the Winnipeg Jets. What do you think of that? That's awesome. I'll be the probably 
many of them to text them and I'll just congratulate them, phone them. We keep in touch constantly. So I think that's awesome and I hope to see him soon. What was it you were able to learn Yeah, I think just as your 16-year-old year, you're kind of dipping your toe in the water, feeling it out, seeing how it is. And then this year is kind of the time to, you know, I got my feet under me, really try and excel at the league. So just taking from what I learned last year when I was 16 and putting it into this year. Also. So. What do you view as your strengths? Yeah, I think I'm more of a stand-up goalie. I like to be on my feet as long as possible. And I think a big strength of mine is just lateral movements. Uh, east to west on my feet, getting places there. So I'd say that's a big one. Agility. Yeah, I love to watch UC Soros. I think he's just an advocate for smaller goalies like me. So I think just the way he fills space, uses his frame to present himself big to the shooter, and just his edge work is something that everyone can take a page out of. So it's just awesome to watch him. I know. Like, I don't know. If you, have you ever seen Devin Levi play or at all on TV or something? Yeah, I watch him on TV, and he's he's awesome. He's the same way, like I mentioned about UC Soros. He's just his footwork is and his reads are just something that everyone could take a look at and learn from. So it's going to be awesome to look at him, learn from him, and even talk to him. It'll be a huge honor. What yeah, I think it's just always constantly working on the game. I think that's what practice is for. There's certain situations, three on twos, things like that, that you can always test your limits, see where you are. Depending on where guys are in the O-zone, you can see if you can get there on your feet or slide. So just learning learning plays, learning reads, and then going from there. I train with Adam Huxley. So he played a couple years in the East Coast in the AHL, and he's a big, big fighter. So he's awesome to have in the gym, and he always keeps you honest and working hard. So props to him. So there's Scott Ratzlaff, who was just taken by the Sabres, and there's their first and only goalie taken so far. And I think he had a very uh, self-aware uh, evaluation of how he plays the game. And just looking at elite prospects and their draft guide and their extensive scouting report on Ratzlaff, it is notable just how close he is in stature to the Saros of the world, the Levi's of the world. And when I read this particular paragraph on him, Marty, that he can catch shooters by surprise – with a quickness, with quickness and a unique approach mm -hmm. off the rush, that's kind of what we were talking a little bit about with Levi, right? Like because he's so quick, and sometimes you just don't expect him to get there based on you know whether it's a stereotypical response about size. He's very aggressive in terms of the depth that he takes. He remains stoic as the shooter bears down. So these are all interesting things to watch for a guy who's now going to get more games. And yet there was not surprisingly when you go 141st. There was no guarantee he was going to get taken on this day, but obviously the Sabres group liked enough here in Ratzlaff. Okay, so first of all, correction time. Uh, Milic is goaltending partner with Seattle. Yes. Got drafted this year. Yes. Elite prospects update their website really quickly. When I saw fifth-round pick of the Winnipeg Jets, 151, <laughs> I thought it was last year because of his age, but he is still draft eligible, even though he was playing as a 19-year-old, so he got drafted 10 spots behind uh, Ratzlaff. So... Here's the second thing. He says I'm a smaller goalie. I like to watch your Ciceros. I rewatched again the highlight pack from the WHL that was put out there. Mm -hmm. I'm like, I see decent size in his posture yes. and how he plays the game. So I'm not looking at this goalie as a smaller goalie. I think there is some decent posture and presence in the crease. And number three, most of those highlights are breakaways and breakaway saves. And I'm thinking... 
do we recall last year at development camp when um, Devin Levi put on a show <laughs> yeah. in shootouts and breakaway? The save on Jacqueline, by the way, mm-hmm. when Jacqueline made Levi heel pick and fall backward, and he got it with the, the arm. And I'm thinking, look, confidence is a big thing with a goaltender. Uh, two-on-ones, breakaways, breakdowns. You always have to be ready for the unexpected. From watching again, tape, and I'll do a lot more uh, tape uh, watching on this guy, preparing for development camp next week. Mm-hmm. Um, I see exactly what he's talking about. Lateral movement, great flexibility. He's not a stand-up goaltender, and I love how... No, he said you, he was. You're a young man. Stand-up goaltenders, go and watch... The, you know, the goalies from the 80s that were really stand-up goaltender. I, I agree with what he says. He likes to get back to his feet. Mm-hmm. He likes to stay on his feet a little bit longer and be patient. Yeah. That is such a great quality for a goaltender to have. But I don't think there's anybody that can say they are labeled as a stand-up goaltender in today's world of goaltending because that doesn't exist. But he does like to stay on his feet longer, and he gains his feet right back. You know, a lot of people criticize goaltenders that stay on their knees and mm-hmm. the reverse VH and all of that. When you watch Ratzlaff, uh, Rats laugh, I always think there's a G, like gets laugh, but Rats laugh in his tape, he bounces right back to his feet. Mm-hmm. It's like a spring. Makes a save, boom, back to his feet, and I love that. Sabres have added another defenseman. They have one pick to go. We'll fill you in on all of it as we continue oh. from the draft in Nashville. It's Sabres Live, WGR Sports Radio 550 and MSG. We get it. Attention spans just aren't what they used to be. Heads in social media and eyes on Netflix. But what do people do with their ears? Well, for one, they're listening to audio. Americans spend 4.4 hours with audio every day. Oh, and you want the proof? Well, you just sat through this ad that's now approaching 30 seconds. What could you say to a potential customer in 30 seconds? Let Odyssey put together a media plan tailor-made for your unique marketing needs. Advertise with Odyssey. Visit ads.odyssey.com. We're back with more of Sabres Live. Presented by Seneca Resorts and Casinos. Nothing else comes close. This is Sabres Live. It is uh, down to its final moments, and the Sabres have one pick remaining at pick 205. Sean Cohane, big defenseman who's uh, going the college route after a pretty good run in prep school, utilizing his size, the latest Sabres selection. Okay, so you need to follow Chris Baker, who is with us in the uh, draft previews on Monday, on last night's show, uh, Instant Reaction, and and at the top of the show today. And he's so good at Sabres Prospects on Twitter. So here is what he tweets. At number 173, Buffalo selects big 6'4", 194 pounds, left-hand defenseman, Cohen from Dexter, New England Prep. He is an excellent skater, poised and confident two-way defender, and he's committed to go to Harvard. So, hey. He's got to be a smart kid. You look at the draft board, three defense, two forwards, one goalie taken so far with one pick remaining. Now, uh, in in probably a case of foreshadowing, uh, although I don't know in which particular order as I stare out into the horizon here in Nashville, but dark clouds have moved in, and they kind of moved in early on this day as it pertained to the news about Jack Quinn. Elliot Friedman from Sportsnet reported early today that Quinn had surgery to fix uh, an injury that he suffered to his Achilles in training. So 
Kevin Adams is going to be speaking to the media as soon as they are done selecting, and that will happen within the next half hour. And you can follow that presser live on Sabres Twitter and Facebook, and the GM will give an update on Quinn's status. But it's likely that he's going to be missing four to six months, and obviously it's only the only concern now is making sure that he is able to come back fully and healthy and healthy and without any issues because what we've seen from Achilles injuries is that uh, it can be very tricky Max Pacioretty last year missed the whole season comes back plays five games mm-hmm. hurts his Achilles again so you got to make sure that everything is good uh, Lance Lysowski of the Buffalo News who was on the show yesterday said it looks as though it will be closer to six months in the recovery yes. now this is all obviously without having talked to Kevin Adams he'll mm-hmm. tell us but July 1 is Saturday yep. four months to July 1 is November Number one, and then after that, it takes you to, uh, you know, January 1st, yeah. so that's a four to six months. I want to end on a high note, though, and yes. that was how Buffalo started this draft with Zach Benson last night. And if you were missed, missing some of the coverage, I think this is a really good overview. This is from Mitch Brown with uh, Elite Prospects, and he is their director of scouting. And his comment uh, about Benson was that his expected primary assists and slot pass success percentage check-in at the 100th percentile in a sample that includes 700 forwards from this season. Now, in multi-year data with over 3,000 forwards, his underlying playmaking data is second only to Connor McDavid. Now, we're not just going to take that. So he's the valedictorian <laughs> of the uh, playmaking ability? Well, there's more to it, and it's not always positive. And, and, and Mitch would go on to say that when you're looking at this player, he's an average skater at best, an elevated stance, and a stride that breaks down quickly. Now, teams often stray away from players with that sort of deficiency, especially when they're only 159 pounds. That would be a mistake in our estimation. Benson has the potential to be an elite playmaking first-line winger who can contribute in every phase of the game. You win with players like this. For more commentary and evaluation like that, head to EliteProspects.com. Chris Baker's uh, prospecting has been elite for years and showed that to be again this season. So we thank him for his contributions. Thank our entire group. I mean, it truly was a Karatkin Mecca on-site production. So we're we're grateful uh, for that and the Grand Hyatt as our host this week. Thank you, Nashville. It's been a fantastic week. We got here Monday. We're (laughs) coming home to Buffalo well-rested. Peace out, Nashville. (laughs) But, yeah, honestly, it has been fantastic. We had Seth Apper joining us today. And guess what? J.P. Dumont took care of us, I tell you. J.P. took care of us, and we have a lot to take care of in the days ahead with free agency and development camp hope you'll join us for that stay safe everyone we'll see you soon we really need new phones t-mobile will cover the cost of four amazing new iphone 15s and each line is only 25 dollars a month new iphone 15s it's better over here. only at t-mobile get four iphone 15s on us and four lines for 25 bucks per line per month with eligible trade-in when you switch Minimum of four lines for $25 per line per month without a pay discount using debit or bank account. $5 more per line without auto pay, plus taxes and fees. Phone fee at 24 monthly bill credits for all well qualified customers. Contact us before canceling account to continue bill credits or credit stop and balance on required finance agreement due. $35 per line connection charge applies. Ctmobile.com. We get it. Attention spans just aren't what they used to be. Heads in social media and eyes on Netflix. But what do people do with their ears? Well, for one, they're listening to audio. Americans spend 4.4 hours with audio every day. Oh, and you want the proof? Well, you just sat through this ad that's now approaching 30 seconds. What could you say to a potential customer in 30 seconds? Let Odyssey put together a media plan tailor-made for your unique marketing needs. Advertise with Odyssey. Visit ads.odyssey.com.